Today, so I, my allergies are really bad. Uh, today is Fourth of July. It's a Monday, but so everybody around here celebrated yesterday because um, you know a lot of people don't want to celebrate on a Monday and then go to work on a Tuesday. Oh, shit, I don't uh, know. So a little under the weather. Got allergies going on right now because I was outside all day doing yard work and then blowing shit up. Uh, so I will apologize in advance for the sniffling and the sneezing. You may or may not hear. I will do my best to edit it out. Um, other than that, doing all right. Uh, I started taking Louie, my dog, people don't know, yeah. to obedience classes. Uh, so that's going all right. On Army Post? Uh, yeah, 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 right there. Cool. Uh, so that's fun. I was told I was a natural trainer, and then Louie is a uh, great and calm dog, which I agree with the first one, not so much the second one. <laughs> um, so, They're but, not equal. Yeah, he's doing really good there, though. He gets along with everybody, so everybody loves him. Uh, which is hard not to. Look at the guy. He's adorable. I mean, the listeners can't, but Justin and I can. Um, I like to touch his face. Yep. It's fun. Oh, God. He got the, he's got a toy. Don't touch the toy. Don't even... Don't make... I, oh, God. He's squeaking it. Uh, <laughs> Justin made, made the mistake of touching his face, and now he's all excited and wants to play. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, it's always that's, a bad choice. That's how I'm doing. Uh, how are you doing? Well, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I just got through with uh, working throughout the day, and I started a bit early, but hey, time and a half on 4th of July, I can, I'll, I'll make do with that. That sounds fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I had a little bit of barbecue because we had some hamburgers, got some, like, uh, good stuff going, so, yeah, today's been fucking good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Always good. All right, and the other voice that you hear is Justin. How you been How's doing? How's it going? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, for the most part. Had some unexpected family stuff going on. Ah. Uh, besides that, though, everything's been cool. Shot off a lot of fireworks. Hung out with friends. Uh, family. Uh, That's fantastic, <laughs> though. Just it's it's And the weather has been unusually cool here, which is pretty cool this weekend. It's been like 60-some degrees. Yeah, it sounds like to me like you guys are experiencing a little bit of Washingtonian weather, which is just basically yeah. the whole... Send it down. It's the whole it shitty across. type of like, oh, okay, let's do overcast, let's do a little bit of cold in the middle of the summer, and it's like, oh, is that the sun peeking out right there out of the corner? Yeah, there it is. It's going to last all the of the ten seconds. The sun. <laughs> I just kind of wish, honestly, it was, we had this kind of weather during the work week, because I'm sure Justin might would agree on this one, because we both work in places with no air conditioning. Yeah. So when it's 100 degrees out, it's like another 20 degrees on top of that oh, inside yeah. our building. Oh. So if it could be 60s, 70s during the work week, I would be so cool with that. Oh, you man. You touch the wall and you hear a little sizzle. Yeah. Well, you guys work in back of warehouses, right? 
Uh, inside yeah. of them, back of them, on the ceiling. Yeah, in front of them. I did. I wish I worked inside of ovens. I worked inside of a back of a warehouse too, and mostly we just have. We don't like have like little fans or anything else like that. No, we basically have to go out and like. Uh, we have to buy our own fans, and we have to have the receipts with them, like, and even like some bits of the the boxes to them as have. well. <laughs> it's really weird, though. It's because like inside the inside my company's policy and stuff like that, they want you want to prove to them that you're not stealing something, so you have to have the receipt and show it to a supervisor. <laughs> so that's how I have my little fan, which was like what ten bucks at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. So it hardly like uh, blows or anything else like that, but <laughs> but anyway, let's go ahead. I'm gonna do something a little. Sounds quick. like my first ex girlfriend. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna do something a little bit different this time, and instead of what we've been playing, I'm gonna go into like a little bit of the news stuff because uh, let's just change it up for a little bit here. All right, switching it up. So there has been. Well, here's the thing. It's the glute after E3, so when I mean glute, I mean hardly anything (laughs) in terms of game news. But there has been at least two tidbits that uh, have been noticeable right here. One of them happens to involve the Bioshock collection. So for months now, we've been hearing about there supposedly being a rumored Bioshock collection that's supposed to be coming out. We've heard next to nothing about it, like at E3. Now, like about a week, a couple weeks afterwards... There's confirmation by 2K that the Bioshock Collection will indeed come out for the PS4 and Xbox One, and it's dated for a September 15th release. So, what this involves here is just a collection of all three games, the original Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite Remastered. However, there is no multiplayer type of content with it. So... And if you were all expecting, oh, okay, let's go ahead and get some, like, uh, multiplayer matches going or whatever from Minerva's Den or whatever the hell for Bioshock 2, yeah, you're out of luck. But, uh... Damn, eight people are upset right now. Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> I mean, honestly, who the hell played multiplayer in Bioshock, you know? I, I played, like, six matches. It was okay. It was it was, it was a generic thrown-together multiplayer for a, a video game. Yeah, it was... Which, we, there's a lot of those back in... 2009. Man, last generation, it was mostly about that, you know? It's like, because developers thinking that they had to involve mm-hmm. multiplayer in some capacity for their games where they, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there was studies out there that showed games with multiplayer um, had better um, li- uh, longevity, I guess, Yeah. than ones with, without, but it, it only hurt. Makes sense. It only hurt campaigns of games, yeah. I thought, more than it helped. Yeah, I think it for like the Bioshock games and stuff like that. I didn't think it really mattered for like much for the multiplayer stuff because the single player, like the campaign stuff, is what most people went ahead and bought it for anyway. So it's yeah. yeah. I always remember like those uh, those trio of games and stuff being like, well, they were very influential for what they did. Like the original Bioshock coming out in two thousand eight, doing it's like oh, actually, it was like two thousand seven. Now that I think about it. Yep, August 2007. Yeah. That was one of the first games I got for my Xbox 360. That game was great. The story was great in it, though. But, uh, man, I really want to get this collection when it does come out. Because, you know what? I've never went through the entirety of Bioshock. Or Bioshock uh... 2. The only game from that series I've ever beaten has been Infinite. And I do love playing Infinite. With all of its flaws yeah. and everything. But... But hey, what do you guys think? You guys have any interest with this game collection? Um, 
I am really excited actually for this. Um, the only thing that hurts, this would be a day one buy for me. But the only thing that hurts with me in this is that uh, Recourt comes out the same day, oh. and I don't even know if I'm going to get that game. But it's I found it recently. It's forty bucks, uh-huh. which makes me more interested, but also less interested at the same time, <laughs> uh, just because it's you know it's the, the you don't see a lot of forty dollars games coming to Xbox One and PS4. No, um, unless they're like you know like remakes and stuff. Um, but I would if I would, the only thing I don't like I'm kind of bummed about this being announced is that it's coming out in September. But other than that, these games are fucking fantastic. Bioshock Infinite was like four, or no, Battlefield Four was number four on my list. I think it was like five, or it was in the top five for generate game of generation for me. Bioshock is top fifteen, 10, 11 through fifteen in there. Right. Bioshock Bioshock Two is, it's not it's not nearly as good as those games, but it's still a really well uh, made game. Right. Um. So these are. Th- Three, probably, you know, three of the best games of the last generation. So, or two of the three, anyways. Um, and I'd love to play through them again, especially with better graphics. And I heard, I never played the DLC for um, Infinite, and um, I'm really bummed about that. I just never went back and played them because it heard it heard they're excellent. Heard the DLC actually for Bioshock Two was really really good. Minerva's Den, so, you always hear some sort of yeah. critical acclaim about that being one of the yeah, best I DLC have, packs. You know. Yeah, I've heard more good things about that than actual Bioshock Two. Yeah. So. Um, I am definitely pumped. I was talking about it last week, I think, uh, I believe on the show, that um, I was looking for something to play for, like, Extra Life. There's, like, like there's a lot of games I want to I want to play in the fall, or in the wintertime and fall time, mm-hmm. but nothing around that time. I'm, this might be a perfect game to pick up right around Extra Life and plow through a couple of those games, because they're decently long games. Justin, what do you think about this? Uh, this is cool. Do you guys know it's probably 60 bucks. I'm, guess, I'm guessing sixty. With sixty, Let's make, that makes sense. it's a good price uh, for that bundle. Oh though. yeah, one of them's like pretty new. I'll buy it at a high price. Um, makes sense. What was I going to say? Oh, I've only played the second one. Yeah, and I beat the second one, and I actually really liked it. Oh, good. So it sounds like I played the one that people liked the least, and I enjoyed that. So that tells me I'd probably enjoy the first one and the third one. So yeah, <laughs> there's I will. But, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say the. There's things I like more about Bioshock 2. Um, the little sisters, you might know the like the, yeah, the teenagers. Yeah, the little sister, you, you, you turn into them sometimes, or you play as them. Yeah, in the second one. Um, but like you, you, you fight them, and like there's that whole like build up to like fighting them, and you're like setting traps and stuff like that. Yeah. You're gonna fight them. Uh, that was really really cool. I, I think like I, I actually enjoyed the gameplay more of Bioshock 2, but the narrative and the story of Bioshock One and Infinite are like they just they they match the gameplay yeah and they everything it's just Bioshock 2 is just it was a fine game there I there's nothing if it was any other it was it wasn't a Bioshock game I think it would be rated a lot higher right right it's like the anticipation yeah the one from Bioshock Mm -hmm. to 2 it just it just couldn't live up to it yeah I get that yeah there's a lot of yeah a lot of series that have games like that yeah they're still good it's just yeah not not compared to the other ones it's like a little lower but yeah uh, Infinite, I always see when I see that game on anything, it looks like straight up story, so it sounds interesting. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's... I always see that woman's face, like, right in the camera, like, she's, like, I don't know, like, leaning into oh. whoever you are's face all the time. Oh, um, <laughs> Elizabeth? I can't remember her name. Yeah, Elizabeth, thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that looks interesting. Kind of reminds me of uh, Contrast? 
Like the kind of the dark well, the, and the, yeah, the brick pale colors. Yeah, you kind of have a good point right there, Justin. I mean, the protagonist inside contrast does kind of look similar to Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it looks cool. Yeah, she has like big eyes and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm curious. The first one I saw my cousin play one time on his computer. Yeah, and like I had no idea. I've heard of it before, but he's playing on his computer probably like 2009, something like that. And he's just picking up everything. Looking yeah. through drawers, and I was like, what is this game? I never figured it out. Then I played the second one years later, and I think I have more of a feel for probably what that game's like. A right. Bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I think I might actually pick it up, because I guess there's another topic here we'll talk about. Well, yeah. Yeah, anyway, like, the one more thing I want to say about, like, uh, the bold Bioshock collection and stuff. I really do agree with Tyler in terms of, like, when the game collection's coming out. It would have made a lot more sense if it was coming out in, say, the month of August or even in this month of July, since July. there is a like a little bit of a dry spell, especially this month, because the really the main game that's coming out this month is like note wise is like Monster Hunter Generation for the 3DS. Yeah. Oh, it comes out this month. I didn't know that. Yeah, it actually uh, does. There's a demo on the eShop right now. Cool. But. Uh, yeah, it's just with September and all the fall games that are going to be coming out pretty soon. And like Tyler, like you mentioned, like uh, ReCore comes out that same day. It's going to be hard-pressed for anybody to want to try to invest in a $60 like title with the uh, old titles and stuff like that that they've probably already played over something new. Yeah. But other than that negative aside and stuff, I can't wait for this game to come out. So. Yeah, I, I will say real quick before you move on, sorry. Okay. Um, that I think it comes out early enough, though. Um, in the fall, that I mean, just look at the business side of it. That it'll, it'll probably do okay. I think yeah, it'll be all right. Most if it definitely, came on November, sure. it would probably be destroyed. But mid September, it's before the big flood of games come. Yes. It's usually like late September to like usually till Thanksgiving is when we get that huge flood of like you get like two big games per week. Yep. So um, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think it'll do fine. I think it's just it might just be me in that case where I'm just I'm intrigued by recourse that might and then. Shortly after, we have Cures and stuff, but we'll talk about that later. Well, you know what? The next topic right here, I'm going to go ahead and lay this out here right now. Last week marked a pivotal mark, you know, a pivotal anniversary for one of the most recognizable gaming systems over the past, well, now 20 years. The Nintendo 64 turned 20 years old last week. (laughs) It's interesting to note upon that, you know? That means that... Uh, less than one. Th- I was less than one third of my age now than like how old. Uh, I'm wait. What am I trying to say here? <laughs> I'm 27. Right. And I was only seven when this came out, so I've lived with this longer. It's kind of crazy. Well, I think like 20. I know I was like around eight or something like that when the the N64 first came out. My first exposure to the system wasn't from a magazine or wasn't from like in-game thing. It was from watching TV, especially Nickelodeon during the time, because they were advertising heavily upon, like, a contest where you could win a Nintendo 64. And I remember seeing the logo of it, and it's like, what the hell's a Nintendo 64? You know, because I have my Super Nintendo, I've been playing my Mario All-Stars and Star Fox and whatever the hell, like, uh, I'd have. But uh, that was pretty much my first exposure to it up until like around April of 97 when I finally did get the console and then I started playing that like, oh man, Mario 64, man, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was like yeah. you know, surreal. Like, it was one of those game-defining moments where yeah. 
everybody in the house was looking at the game, playing at it, like screwing around with Mario, making them crash into walls, making them like wall jump off of things, you know. It was that first pivotal moment in gaming where 3D, actual 3D gaming in that terms was really experimented on, you know, and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I was definitely sucked into that world for many years <laughs> of that game. And yeah. So, guys, here's a question to you. When it revolves the Nintendo 64, what would you say is your like your most favorite memory regarding that system? Like it could be game-wise, it could be whatever. Um is it cool if I start? Yeah, yeah go okay. ahead, Tyler. Uh so mine's a, kind of a weird one. It's more of a story than a game. Okay. Um, well, for a game, real quick, probably my favorite game on the console was probably Pokemon Stadium. Uh, <laughs> just for the lick of tongue minigame alone. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um... It is so you. <laughs> and the Ratatat one, too, is really cool. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, a story for, I remember is... I might have told this on the, on the podcast before, I, I don't know. Uh, my... For, like, it was the day after Christmas, and we, my parents... My dad had went out and bought a Sega Saturn the day it came out. Yeah. Really? Um, or maybe not the day it came out, but it was a few months before. Uh, maybe it probably was the day it came out, but it, was, but it was a few days before Christmas, or a few months before Christmas, and um, like it just stopped working. It's brand new, and it, like, oh my god! Working. And it just it was just sitting there for forever because back then you know, like you didn't really have like that time. You know, it's mid nineties, early nineties, I, I guess nineteen ninety six, so mid nineties. We didn't really have anybody to call, and you just kind of fucked, and it was out of warranty with the store, so just kind of sat there. So my uh, my dad, the day after Christmas, called uh, Target or whatever and said, hey, I, I got this for Christmas from my dad. Uh, it's not working. I don't have a receipt for anything. And so what we did was, uh, my dad did, is he put it all, like, we sold the box and all the, pay, all the packaging for it, put it back in there. We even, like, ripped some uh, uh, Christmas uh, wrapping paper. And like taped it on there so it made it look like we just unwrapped it. Oh, <laughs> my, dad, nice. my dad took it up to the Target or whatever, and uh, we got they only gave us store credit for it. Okay, so my dad went out and got an N64. Um, oh, that's rad. Star Fox 64 and then Madden 97. That's awesome. Uh, and an extra controller. Nice. And I remember him coming home and uh, playing that one. But we didn't. In my house. Uh, we didn't have a 64 very long, and I wasn't really into gaming at that point. Oh and, yeah. I have a I have my Game Boy and my Game Boy Color. I play a shit ton of Pokemon and stuff like that. Um, or maybe not even Pokemon. Uh, yeah, I probably played Pokemon at that time. Um, but I have my Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and but that was before I really got into gaming. So outside of the Pokemon games, I didn't play a lot of the 64. So my memory on that is limited. I remember playing Super Mario 64 really for the first time on the DS. Oh uh, wow! I, I got my DS for yeah, Christmas. That's the crazy. Came out. That's when I played the majority of it. Right yeah, on. That's pretty. I mean. I mean, we you guys have always said it already, and it's been out there forever. But revolutionized gaming, 3D, the whole thing, like, yeah, what it's done for our industry is huge. Yeah, um, and the way like you go about making games hmm? in that way, like a 3D environment stuff. Yeah, yeah, because even like forays of like 3D gaming at the time, you know, Sodian tried it like with say games like Crash Bandicoot, like Spyro the Dragon, and stuff. Even, like, games like Jumping Flash, which are so niche and stuff, that had 3D elements, but it wasn't as, like, uh, say, 3D in a certain perspective, say, like, how Mario was fully explorational and stuff. It had a lot to do with the camera. Yeah, the camera angling thing. Yeah, the 3D camera and everything kind of 
made the perspective a lot different and much more free in terms mm-hmm. of control. But anyway, Justin, what would you say would be like your moment, like with the N sixty four? Honestly, when I really think about, I I have a lot of them, but I'm going to pick my like my first moment with it. Besides Super Mario sixty four, yeah, it would be playing Pilot Wings oh. sixty four oh, over and over again. Yeah. My bro- oldest brother Chris, lo- he doesn't like very many video games. He's really picky. Yeah, he loved that game, and. uh we we it's cool because I think it had like a day night cycle in that game. Yep. Or like at least like you can do it at nighttime and like there's a big island you can there's like secrets everywhere, and uh, I thought it was funny because even back then when it was like really fresh uh, technology and like it looked amazing. Right. We were still laughing. We're like, oh look, because uh, it's like we we discovered the invisible. I'd say I always said like everything's coated in like a foot of plastic that you can't see. The invisible uh, force field on like trees, like you go and like you hit them, but like you never actually hit them. It's just we laugh about that all the time. But uh, that's that's not a great one to, to pick. But like it's, I do remember that quite a bit. Right. We 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 play that game a lot. Uh, but of course, uh, Super Mario sixty four blew my mind. Zelda, <clears throat> Orphan in Time, Majora's Mask eventually. But uh, yeah, that's. There's so much stuff, but oh man, that's pretty awesome though. I personally never played Pilot Wings for the 64, but uh, I've heard that it was just f- good fun and stuff. When <laughs> yeah. it, it was like one of those launch titles, I remember. Uh-huh. But but uh, I no, let's see. But anyway, I think the one memory I could possibly go into here about the N64 revolves around Ocarina of Time because this is kind of a funny story with. Uh, with Ocarina of Time, it originally wasn't the game that I wanted to get. So I, uh, let's see, I was purposely waiting, like, 1999 for the game WrestleMania 2000. Because that was the game that uh, I wanted to play, because it was by the same developers as WCW and WWE Revenge. So, along the ways, like, my mom would tell, my mom would let me, like, pick out a couple of games and stuff like that. So, the last one that she wanted me to pick out because she didn't want to spend any more games on me and stuff for that period, I chose The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And the thing about that game is it was vastly different than what I had played previously. So, I was so used to, like, certain, like, platformers or things, and all of a sudden you have this sort of, like, free like free action adventure game where it has certain RPG elements like say dungeon exploring type of stuff and as a kid I was like a little bit lost though and this is back like when I was like around oh boy 11 or so so what I ended up doing was I was stuck like in like the where the princess like not the princess I was like stuck like uh, at the Zora fountain stuff like that for inside the bear inside like Jabu Jabu's belly for a good solid couple of years because I kept like restarting the game and stuff like that and wanted to get to that point see if I could figure out what I was doing wrong. That's a tough one. Yeah, it was tough for me back then, but once I got the player's guide, the Nintendo's player's guide and stuff, my dad got me. I personally went through the game. Yeah, I went through the entirety of the game and stuff like that. I, it took me until, like, my freshman year of high school for me to finish, like, uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask inside, like, uh, that same year. So, that's basically <laughs> my story from it. You know, that was just one of those weird moments and stuff where 
getting that game at that point and stuff ended up becoming one of the best decisions I made for you know video games yeah. in general. All right, the next topic that I wanted to get into, which is like our last little news topic, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little bit like interesting. So basically, guys, what are your most anticipated games for the rest of this year of 2016? <laughs> Let's see. Thinking off the top of my head right now, Pokemon Sun and Moon are definitely the games that I'm looking forward to the most. I mean, with other games that are that have been delayed until like next year, like say. Horizon and like Zelda and stuff. Pokemon Sun and Moon are the ones that really strike out. It's like, okay, this is probably the most interesting game that I'll probably get a chance to play with right at the moment. But uh, other games, I mean, well, actually, the South Park game is sounds like it's gonna be the little is gonna be something that I'm gonna be looking forward to as well. Because you know what, if it's anything as good as the Stick of Truth and stuff, then. Heck, I'm gonna be excited for what it. What date does that come out? December sixth. Cool. It's, I think it's like the only major like December release so yeah, far. There's always one. There's usually yeah that that one game and stuff. Last year was Rainbow Six Siege. So. Hmm. That's... A couple years ago it was Far Cry Three. I think to a certain extent like Dishonored Two as well, but uh, it all depends upon like if I even get around to playing through Dishonored One. Because <laughs> uh, you know, it's it just happens when. You play a game, you want to try to play another game, but uh, you get sidetracked by everything else. But anyway, that's pretty much what uh, what I'm looking forward to. So guys, what do you think? What are you guys looking forward to the most? Um, so for me, there's... I've kind of got two lists, I guess, because there's quite a bit of games I'm actually interested in playing, but there's like, as far as like really anticipating, i got a few. Okay. Um, more than, I guess more than a few. Uh, Madden, obviously, that's a no-brainer. That's the one you get every uh, year, so. <laughs> yeah, that game's really been paid off since fucking February. Um, Gears of War 4. There you go. I'm excited for that. Um, Last Guardian, uh, obviously, I've been waiting for that game. I've been anticipating that game for 10 years, so I'm obviously excited for that one. Uh, South Park, Fractured But Whole, obviously. Um, South Park, Stick of Truth, one of, was my favorite game in 2014. Uh, I play through it again recently we'll talk about that later um but those are like the ones i am like for sure not no matter what day one buys for me um other games ministered and severed uh comes up this summer for wii u it was a i was really interested in this oh, game yeah. like months ago but i found out it was only a vita game and then they announced uh, a few weeks ago it's coming to wii u this summer so i'm really excited about that one it's by the same like studio as like a guacamelee Drinkbox studio yep, guac- yep. I was trying to think of the other game they made, but yeah, they're... Uh, Guacamelee, they like... I'll have to watch the trailer. Uh, they, uh, let's see, Guacamelee comes to mind, and also, like, uh, like the Mutant Muds attack, or something like that. No, Tales of, like, uh, something, but... Yeah, Try. you're right. <laughs> it looks... It looks, um, looks cool, though. Um, cool. Record, talked about earlier. I am intrigued by that. That's a game I'm interested in checking out. I want to know more about. I might wait for reviews on that one before I, I pick it up. Uh, maybe kind of sort of Destiny Rise of Iron I'm going to play we're going to probably play through Taken King sometime here soon hopefully <laughs> uh, hopefully Jake is on vacation this week so he's not even around to play it uh, so well, that's like I talked about last week that's going to be the week of um, decision for me um, right excuse me other games you've already said it this are too 
I beat Desire when it first came out uh, back in like 2000, uh, 2012. Um, I'm playing. I played. Started playing through it again earlier in the year because um, I bought it for cheap on uh, PS4. Yeah. I want to finish that sometime this summer. Just kind of get refresh my memory on on Desire Two. Watch Dogs Two. I'm actually uh, pretty excited for. Uh, I was one of those people out there that liked Watch Dogs. I did too. Um, and what we saw from E3 and what we've seen so far, uh, I'm definitely um, more excited about this game than I was before. Right. Um, Pokemon Sun, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. That's probably on the bottom of my list of games that I'm going to mention here that I'm anticipating for. Just because Pokemon X and Y were so great for like people like me. And then the people, even like people like that, jumped in for the first time. But people, old fans and new fans, where it's just like it was almost like a reboot of the whole entire franchise. Uh, and then I play it just kind of with the old Pokemon, and then like just getting the original starters in there and things like that. I love that. Uh, I went recently or about a year ago. Uh, I tried playing through Ruby and Sapphire, and it just didn't click for me. And I just didn't recognize most of the Pokemon in there. And to me, Sun and Moon will probably be a great game. I'm not denying that, um, but not having that familiarity with me to me um, will, is definitely hurting my interest in that game. I understand. Uh, be- well, I mean, we'll see more, I'm sure. But I, it's, I, I I'm, I'm sure. Be, I mean, I'm sure I'll enjoy playing it because I'll probably, I'll probably play it. But you know, it just doesn't have that. It doesn't have that. Poke- I'm not as nearly excited was when Pokemon X and Y hit. I get that. coming out. Um, but other games, these are games. I'm like, I'm. These are like gonna be rentals for me. I will not buy these, but I really want to play the campaigns. Uh, Battlefield One, mm-hmm. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, yeah. and Titanfall Two. Those are games I I think the the campaigns will be really fun in those. So if I can find those out to rent or something, if I can red box them for a night or two and just play through the campaigns, I'm, that'll be that's really all I want to do with those. Dude, games. they do that's, they do really seem like they're going to be like just uh, games you just rent, you know, and just play through the campaign, possibly in a sitting, and then just go forth and yeah. just get them back. Yeah, for me, that's what those games are for me right now. And then in three months, when they when they release Modern Warfare or Call of Duty Four digitally on PS4 or an Xbox One, I'll pick it up and play mm-hmm. that then. Uh, that's that's. Uh, I was gonna say Black that's Ops it. That's, next. I hope so. I'll be, be cool. cool with the Black Ops. I think they will mastered. keep doing it. Um, but I was gonna say that's it for me. But that's actually quite a few games. But <laughs> yeah, those much, are the ones I'm much more put together than my list over here. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I could think, probably think of more if you give me five minutes. Okay. Honestly, this is the first year, or hol- like run to a holiday that I can think of, but there's not one game that I'm like, I'm going to get that game no matter what. First year for me. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Uh, but there are a few games I'm interested in. I'm going to say one. I know you guys have very valid reasons why you're not interested in this game, and I'm still kind of iffy for me too is a uh, color splash paper mario oh okay uh, i i get why you guys don't like <laughs> it. but i never played thousand year door or the original with like the rpg stuff right yeah so like when i see it i th- think the reason i like it is different than the reason you guys like the obviously the original ones uh the first two i mean like it doesn't have that anymore it's like a different game yeah i would say that those games are now like mario and luigi their inside story and like partners in time like their RPG kind of moved to that I could see how that's like well why I don't want to play this anymore because I like the ones that were like that Mm. but Paper Mario I get that 
Uh, this this the uh, ooh the aesthetic of it looks interesting to me. Uh, it looked more promising when I saw of E3 because I also thought it looked pretty bad when I watched the first trailer they showed. Like not like not how it looked visually, but just like uh, what you yeah what you saw what you saw yeah. like what you do. Uh, I thought it looked more interesting when I actually watched it. So I'm that's that in South Park are actually the only ones that I'm like actually interested in a little bit. Like and I, I probably will get South Park for sure. But what? I never played like Stick of Truth. You get you get free though for right. Seven, yeah, it's totally. I might do that here pretty soon. So. Um, but I wish you could get the physical copy. Oh yeah, I mean, we're done that. Yeah, like I said, I got digitally just because um, I Stick of Truth. But no, there's there's not one game coming out that I'm just like, which I'm almost kind of happy about in a way. I got so many games I've been like on the back burner <laughs> that I've actually beaten or I want to get all the way done. I'm just gonna take it easy and I think plow through stuff. Yeah. And I also have stuff to talk about on here on the show, but there's not a lot of games. And actually, one of the ones I was interested in, I just ended up playing because Tyler let me borrow his Xbox One this weekend. Oh, and uh, I'll talk about that here pretty soon. But I know I'm missing something. And Dishonored Two looks very cool. There's something I'm missing right now. Bird Dog. Oh, The Last Guardian. Yep. That actually does. That probably is one of the coolest ones actually I can think of coming out this year. Like, in terms of something that I want to buy. Yeah. Actually, I don't know why I didn't think about that. Did you say that? Yes. Did you say that? Did I didn't hear you say that. Actually, Tyler didn't even... Is you didn't even talk about The Last Guardian. I, I mentioned, it. mentioned it. I mentioned it. You did. But I did not go into detail about it. Okay. I'll make it my own personal goal if you guys want. I'll talk about Bird Dog every goddamn week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very... That as well, I'm very interested in that game. Actually. But that as well, I don't, I don't know... I'm very curious to see what that game ends up like. How it if like? Oh man, this game is really awesome. Now that I've actually played it. Well, if I want to see that reaction, that so or see what happens. If um, I want, I, I was thinking about this when I put this topic in the in the show notes. Um, I kind of went back, and I still have my a book with all my game of the years from 2014 and 15 on it. Huh. And I was looking, and actually even 2013s, but the last two years of my 20 games in my top 10 list from those years. More games came out before August than after August. Huh. Yeah, and it's kind of a weird thing where we still have a shit ton of good, uh, games that come out, big games come out in the latter half of the in the last few months of the year, fall, yeah. winter, or whatever. Right. But if you look at like the, like what we're getting, it's a lot of familiar franchises, like the Fallout Fours, uh, Call of Duties, obviously, uh, the Assassin's Creeds, Other World, Battlefields, the EA's shooters. Sounds stuff intentional like that. to me. And it is. I mean, that in a lot. I think what it is is a lot of those other games avoid um, that that part, and they do. And now it's proven that games want to come out after August to be successful. Now people people buy games in May. People buy oh, yeah. games like Uncharted Four and, and Doom prove that. And if it comes out in May, yes, you'll have the biggest sales in. But the people that are going to buy that same game. For someone else in the holiday, it's not going to affect them at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't affect them. It does to certain point. I mean, now you'll get... Because not going to be like a second one of that game in the same year. Like, it's still the newest one of that game. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been proven that games sell better in the wintertime. That's why Call of Duties and Battlefields come out in the wintertime. Just because yeah. you get the Christmas rush. And people are like, oh, I'll pick that up in the spring. A lot of times it doesn't happen. Um, but games still sell super, super well. Um 
Uncharted 4, I think it sold like 5 million copies. Doom has sold... Actually, I don't, I, we don't have sales figures on Doom, but it's sold well. I imagine it had to have. Uh, other games coming out in like March, April. They sell well. And so being delayed to the first quarter, second quarter of the year is not necessarily a bad thing anymore. No, not at all. And no. gaming business... For, back, you know, four or five years ago, it was kind of like a market death almost. Dang. Um and there's a few outliers here and there. Like I know, like I remember, Mass Effect Two came out in January. There's big enough franchises that will do okay. Yeah. Um, but I think this is how it is nowadays. Like that's kind of what games are. Is like we're gonna get like in the fall, we're gonna see a lot of what we get now. It's a lot. It's a lot of the familiar franchises and the yearly stuff we always mm-hmm. get. And then maybe the the springtime is a lot of the different stuff and or stuff that they're very confident in. Yeah. Uh, like taking it away from that time. Yeah, I mean, because no, I mean, no other game as great as Doom or Uncharted Four was. If it came out around the same time as Call of Duty, it's gonna get murdered. Yeah, yep. sale. It's no, you're just true. you're just you're sending out to die. So, um, I think this is how things are gonna be now. I think it's like I'm glad. There's a few games every year I'm gonna be excited for for fall. And there always is. Uh, there's a couple. That, I remember 2013 or four, 2014. Uh, there's a bunch of games that bought in the fall time. Yeah, you know, and there, there's you're going to see a lot of those, um, but like I said, like you're. Gonna, I guess I'm glad that it seems more spaced out for us. Yeah, as gamers, it's Sprinkled great. Sprinkled here and there. 2014 sucked because of that. Because there's a <laughs> like, I bought a lot of games in, in like in like the last few months of the year. So I'm happy yeah. the last couple of years things have spread out quite a bit. Like, um, you know, I, I'm I'm I think Uncharted Four and Doom things like that sold a lot better because probably maybe not a lot better, but they. Actually, yeah, I'd say a lot better because they came out when they did, and then go up against the big, the big shots out there yeah. in, in November. Right, it seems like next year is going to have a uh, well. Besides summertime, maybe uh, yeah. a great game every month, like at least one. Yeah, that's possibly true. Two. I mean, like January it, even has possibly Resident Evil Seven. Springtime two thousand seventeen <laughs> is going to be a very busy time for video game stuff with the impending thing of the NX and plus Zelda being out in March and stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be quite an opening for a year. Yeah. And, uh, also, the other game that was delayed for PS4 um, comes out February. Horizon. Zero Dawn. Horizon. Then you got, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch out there. Mass Effect probably was supposed to be coming out around that time, too. But even, like, um, real quick, going back to what I was saying, even Summertime, like, uh, Batman Arkham Knight came out in, like, late June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sold extremely well. That's a great game. Yes. So, No Man's Sky was just come out this week, or last week. And it got played, but... I well, mean, here's here's the thing, though, that's really interesting. When you go back to, say, like, 10 years ago, back like, 2006, the usually the drought of games would be, like, a three-month period between June, July, August, and then we would go into the fall games and stuff. Yeah. You flash forward now, 10 years later and stuff, and, you know, the summer of 2016 and stuff, there is, like, maybe one month where it's, like, a big drought of games you probably are not going to buy or something inside the month and everything else is spread out so evenly now that companies even though they are focusing on the holidays and stuff like that it's just it's just so spaced out people can actually go forth and buy specific games that they want at a different time period and not feel like they got a crowd at november or october to some extent it used to be like you'd maybe get one or two good games in the first eight months of the year and then like um, late August, you got you started seeing some games coming out. So That's very true. Um, I don't. Know, I, I like. The, I think this is awesome. 
Because, yeah. I mean, you, five years ago, we would have been waiting to play. We still haven't played Doom or Uncharted 4. Right. We'd still be waiting for the game to come out. So. Doom was... it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel like it makes each game... Like, you get into them a little less. Because you don't have that gap in between the next great game. Right. Like, it's almost like you just kind of... Con- you're just eating food, like fast food. You're consuming through them so fast. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's... I think it's a little bit of a... It's just a way it's changing. I don't like that, necessarily. But uh, some games are good that way. Yeah, I... But, I it's like... Certain points, like Uncharted... Next one, next one, next one, next one. Yeah. But... That's if you buy every game, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, Uncharted 4 and Doom came out in the same week, that sucked, within three days of each other, that yeah. sucked. But, but there's still different games, it does, it's pretty cool that way. But we're getting as many great games in the first six months, of the, five months of the year as we are in the last two and a half months. That's very yeah. true. So, I mean, we're getting, there's more gap, I mean, you, you, and once October hits, you're looking at two big games every week, maybe more, mm-hmm. coming out. Even games, are not, maybe not we're not in but there's... some indie games, and you got all kinds of stuff happening. But even just looking at AAA titles, just, yeah, just titles, titles there's... Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I mean, you like just think about the sports stuff. Like NBA, there's two NBA games. There's a WB game out there. There's <laughs> the, all the shooters out there. So uh, yeah, almost every um, gamer is represented in this time at that time of the year, like for fall, because like you're saying, Tyler, oh, yeah. people like if they're into first person shooters or into sport games or into RPGs or into platformers or whatever the hell. There's something that's usually representative of like uh, like a variety of demographics and variety of interests. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, since we're going a little bit long on this topic and stuff like that, I think it's a good time to get into what we've been playing since uh, (laughs) this is pretty much our meat and potatoes of the podcast right here. So I'm going to go ahead and have Tyler start it off because I am really interested in hearing what he has to say about uh, that particular game that he played through. Okay. Uh, I'll say it for the end because, Justin, I'll, I'll kind of transition my uh what we've been playing to Justin's fair enough. Um just because he's played it as well. Cool. Um start off real quick, South Park Stick of Truth. Mm-hmm. I finished that uh last, like the day after we recorded last week. Um I'm almost hundred percent in it again. I'm missing a couple chip Pokemon and a couple costumes and I got like one more side quest to do. <laughs> um so I'm probably going back to that sometime eventually and clear those up. How um, is that port though? Um it's fine. It doesn't Graphically, it doesn't look amazing, but it, like I said, I think I said last week, it's it's a South Park game. I don't need like it doesn't need to look like beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that the 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 art style of South Park is what make is the big part of what makes South Park great. Yep. Um. So, it, it, like I said, there's some problems with frame rate here and there. Yes. Um, I bet they'll have a patch eventually. For that yeah. Later. I mean, they might have already had one. I just haven't noticed it. Um. But it runs, yeah, there's no big issues other than some frame rate drops here and there. Um, but no, it's it's still fun as hell. I still laughed a lot at it. There was, <laughs> even jokes new that are coming still made me laugh. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. Um, awesome. I can't wait for Fractured Butthole to come out. Um, Finally, game, you said it, Fractured Butthole. Yes, uh, just his favorite word in the entire dictionary, Butthole. Without the fractured, he just likes butthole. No, I hate that word. <laughs> it's his favorite word ever. He loves it when I say it. Butthole. No. Uh, um, another game I'm playing, uh, Resident Evil 5, the, uh, the HD right. uh, port, uh, came to PS4 and Xbox One just this past Tuesday. 20 bucks. 
uh, digitally. You can buy it July 12th uh, physically um, for $20. Um, huh. Right now it's just digitally, though. Uh, I'm on Chapter 3, so I'm not too far into it, maybe a couple hours. Um, you playing co-op or you playing single? I'm playing single player right now. Uh, I was hoping... Uh, Jake, Jake already played through the game, but I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. Um, but I've been playing through it, and I, I, I was looking at, I was thinking back at it. Um, and I actually, a couple weeks ago, I went out and I read some old reviews yeah. of the game. I went like Game Spots. I read theirs. That's always uh, fun to do and interesting. Yeah, just kind of looking back at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even watched, I watched a couple on YouTube. Just kind of hear what people said about it at the time. And just trying to like think about what, just trying to, I was looking back at it. I'm like, what? I'm just like, there's, I was trying to think, I was thought of some moments. I'm like, that game wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good. I say, I, you know, I, not great, but it was good. And playing it now, it's uh, um, it's not bad. It's okay. Uh, maybe back then it might have still been good, but it's. I think the soldier hurt me a little bit. Mm. Like, it's like it feel like I remember back then it felt dated, and nowadays it's it felt like four years too old in two thousand nine. Uh, so now we're looking at you know it's 2016. So now we're 10 plus years in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's the, you could see. I was trying to think of the way a good way to sum this up. Um, the best way I could think about summing this game up is they wanted to make it like a Gears of War kind of a fast paced game. Yeah. So what they made was, but they wanted to keep the the Resident Evil stuff that people love, so they get the old new fans in there. It's a slow. Pace run and gun game. Yeah. It's the best way, uh, and that's an oxymoron there for you. Double if there third. was one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, like the AI is awful. Still, I remember that being awful, and it's still bad. Like Shiva is sucks so bad. She wastes all your ammo. You never give her ammo. I hate the f- if only she would have healing items. Have to though. Yeah, healing items. She'll like you get it once. You still have eighty five percent of your health. She'll waste the first aid spray on you. And, yeah, and like she like doesn't matter what kind of gun she has. Like if she uses the pistol or Rocket machine launcher. gun, she'll shoot it like a pistol. So she'll have the machine gun. And she'll shoot it one shot at a time. Uh, and there's no strategy with her. Like <laughs> the strategy, like, the best way to go through Resident Evil Five and keep your ammo and things like that. Shoot the legs out. Put them on the ground. Stomp on them, you hit them with a knife a couple times, things like that. It's a good way to spare ammo. Um, and she don't know that she'll fly through twenty five bullets uh, like that uh, in that game. And that game has a crap ton of problems. There's a couple of videos I saved actually playing through it. I hit a zombie with six headshots in a row. Yep, didn't die. Oh, um, so things like that are just classic Resident fucking... Evil. And, oh God, I hate it so bad. And for what they're trying to do, and then they make it like they take their bull sponges. Um, so yeah, but they it's all you know ratio of how many times you shoot, and their head actually explodes. Yeah, <laughs> and but then sometimes you shoot them in the head like five Oops. times, and then like oh. the the weird like all the cockroach thing. Legos. Yeah, that thing will pop out. So I'm like, I just now I gotta shoot the thing eight more times to kill it. Yeah. Or uh, sometimes the flying thing will come out of it. It's just like. It's like almost you want to avoid the head, unlike you used to. Yeah, sometimes. it's like you're better off just like you, the game's almost built to like almost like a dead like a bad dead space knockoff. <laughs> it's like shoot the limbs off first, 
So you want to shoot him in the leg first and put him down so you can stomp on him a couple times and swipe with your knife. So that's the best way to do that game. Um, yeah, but AI is still awful. Uh, that's that's a shame, check- man. I mean, for fuck's sake, if they went to try to release like Resident Evil 5 and stuff like that, you'd think they would have had some sort of a patch to make sure the AI wasn't retarded. I wouldn't they mind it. I wouldn't mind so, so much if you didn't have to worry about their inventory. If, like, I didn't have to sit there right. and, like, okay, I was like, I got 25 bullets, but she only has, she has 25, but she's going to go through 25 a lot faster than I am, so I better get her that 10 handgun shells sitting there. Um, things like that. Like, Resident Evil 6 fixed that. Yeah, I guess that's the one positive about Resident Evil 6 is, I could be wrong, but I, I, I remember correctly that, if I remember correctly, they didn't have, you didn't have to worry about your partner's AI. Or yeah. your uh, inventory. Their inventory. No. So that was that's a positive. That he bases an infinite I don't think ammo. So. Um, but yeah, um, it's but complaints aside, I, I I'm playing through it. I'm not hating it. I, I'm going to keep playing it. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll keep playing it. I'll talk more about next week okay. overall feelings on it. But uh, last but not least, uh, definitely uh, not least. Played through Inside. Uh, it's on Xbox One right now. Twenty bucks. It's coming to Steam, I believe, tomorrow as a recording, and maybe when this releases, uh, Tuesday the fifth. Um, it's the it's made by Playdead. The guys made Limbo. It's their sequel. It's been in development for like six years. Um, played through it. Uh, this game I thought was absolutely fantastic. I. There was multiple moments in this game where I was just like, just the... So, people don't know Limbo. Uh, I should probably start with there. Yeah, um, it's a good place to start. 2D side-scroller with a lot of background elements in this one. This in the inside more than uh, Limbo. Limbo was very much black and white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this one, it is. It's now has some more color. Uh, the guy has... The kid you play as has a red shirt. Uh, Does he? I didn't even notice. Yeah, that. so... That was uh, a color... but it's a little more colorful a little lighter uh, a little brighter I'd say still very dark yeah Um, but uh, yeah 2D with the the background elements and people coming in and out and things happening it's almost like 2.5D but yeah I mean like there was multiple moments when I'm playing through this game where I'm just like I I literally went wow like I actually said it out loud Um, this and there's so many intense moments, like they're like so you're you're a kid, and you know, I don't. There's no story like Limbo. You don't really you don't really know what's happening. It's part of the what uh, makes it unique. Yeah, it just kind of starts like that. You're, you're a kid. It's you're just sliding down a hill. It's very up for debate. Yeah, what's going you on? You just kind of make your own story. A good painting. Yeah, uh, it's definitely you just kind of form your own opinion and kind of form your own story if you like. Um, but. Um, you start down, you're sliding down a hill, and you're running from these people. And there's people chasing after you. They're in vehicles, they're sticking dogs on you, um, almost like you're. It's like a prison break kind of thing. Is the way I looked at it. And it just, you just like there's a lot of puzzle elements here and there, um, but there are so many fucking like tense moments in this game to me where I'm just like I was like clinching. Like, I was like, oh my god, like, I didn't want to move. Like, I was just like, oh my god, like, you're being chased with this dog, and, like, you just barely make, like, a jump, or you just, you know, you climb this fence, or there's something chasing you, and you just make it, like... Impending doom. Yeah. Quite a few times. Um, I died quite a bit, actually. (laughs) Some trial and error there. 
Um, but man, like everything about this, I just fucking loved. Even the last twenty minutes was like everybody kept saying. I kept reading, man. The last thirty minutes of this game is just fucking oh, crazy. Really? And I'm just like, I'm in. Like, so I'm playing this game. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm probably not gonna like the last twenty minutes or something because I'm. Everybody's talking about it. It's all I'm hearing about. I'm probably I got built too much in my mind. And I played it. No, it fucking blew my goddamn mind. Uh, it's hard. To talk, this game's hard to talk about because I don't really want. There's, it's a very simplistic game, but there's like too much detail could ruin this game. I think for anybody. Um, but man, just jump in because I'm okay. just gushing in. We'll start family. from scratch here. Uh, I I played uh, Limbo, of course, as well. I love that game. Like colors, it's it's, it's darker looking. Yeah. Uh, it had a lot of puzzles in it. Uh, it's like you know you're stuck between. You're in limbo, you know. You don't know if you're going to heaven or hell. You're like a little kid. Yeah. I can't, it, you know, it's up for debate, like what's actually going on. Yeah. But uh, this game, uh, like you're saying, the art style is a little different. It's very, it's everything's clean. Uh, the the water though, like there's things about it, like, it's, like it looks really good. Like some things, like damn, it looks really good. Yeah. But like it's it's like they don't even want to flaunt it. It's like in this. Everything almost has like a filter of like uh, gray silk on it. It's weird. Like it's it's cool looking though, but uh, I I will say uh, I had one moment. I mean, there's lots of little moments in this game. But I felt like wow, but one moment really made me go whoa, and it is the part that you're talking about towards the end. Uh, like I will say, like this this game is full of clever little puzzles and little think puzzles inside of puzzles mm. but like uh, they're all the way you get to them I never felt frustrated once in this game no and that's that's and I did feel maybe frustrated before in Limbo like maybe once or twice like nothing horrible but like this game like it's it led you so smoothly. Even if you went the wrong direction the first time, you figured it out real quick. Like I never once had to think about a puzzle in this game. Like, but if you if you write it on paper, it's pretty. Uh, some of them are pretty complex. Yeah. But like, it did such a great job of leading you to it, and f- like uh, this, you know, kind of like using your intuition, and uh, it was actually, the to me the puzzles were easy. It. But like uh, at this some, somehow easy but still fulfilling, like you accomplished something. Yeah, yeah. which is a hard, very hard balance to uh, get, I, I think. And uh, yeah, once uh, once you get to the certain part, like Tyler's talking about, like <laughs> it just is crazy. It like actually really it actually made me laugh. I knew it would. Quite a few I knew times. you would laugh at it. I'm like, Justin's gonna laugh. I thought at it was this. funny. Because of certain noises happening. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But the way it is is done, and like the it feels so good. Uh, like how I said, you can't really say any more than that. But it feels like by looking at uh, what's happening, uh, you control what's going on the way you think you would. Mm. By its, the uh, physics, you mean the physics and the yeah. shape and the everything. And uh, <laughs> it was really funny. And, and actually, the weirdest part of the game, which is also like what makes it, you know, maybe that's I got to think about this game longer 
it was the way that it ended. Like, it's... The beginning and the end... Oh, actually, I'm not going to say that. But, uh... <laughs> it, it's just very interesting how it ends. And you almost wonder at first, like, oh... Oh, what's... It's over. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. What the hell? Yeah. But, at the same time, it's like... It... Oh, it's like you understand it in some weird way. But uh, I definitely want to play this again sometime. Uh, like Tyler said, there's a few moments in this game where, like, uh, especially with this one thing inside of uh, a water area, you see quite a few times. Um, that, that's yeah. all I'm going to say is uh, sh- she, it made me <laughs> <laughs> kind of clinch up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few times. Um, it's, the, the timing is so precise. Uh, that definitely stuck out to me. The timing, like you're saying, the dogs, yeah, and certain things. Like it's like, it's like perfectly timed. If it and when you do it, it feels so wonderful to uh, beat that part or go on to the next area. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this a lot, and I actually I I, I was thinking about last year. Um, I think last July, about probably about this time last year, I played through Limbo. We got for free PlayStation Plus. Yep, and I remember I played through it too. Yeah. Um, I remember when I, I played through it initially, like 2009, 2010, uh, Limbo, uh, I think it was fucking hard. Like, I got stuck constantly in that game. Um, and I'm admittedly not the best puzzle solver in the world when it comes to those kind of games. Like, I, I tried really hard getting the Professor Layton, and I just got frustrated way too often with those games, things like that. <laughs> um, liked them, just weren't, you know. Story math problems. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, I played through it last year. And I just flew right through it. Yeah, there was me too. One part where I got stuck, but it wasn't a puzzle. It was just it was a timing thing, one of thing for me. Um, but with this game, I would compare this more to a journey, almost than a puzzle platformer. Where journey was like, uh, it was more like you just kind of went along, and it was like you're you're along for the ride kind of thing, and like. There's definitely more interact. You're being a lot more interactive with things. Um, there are some, I guess, puzzles. There's a couple times where I got stuck, maybe like 20, 30 seconds. But it was because I was so... Yeah, there was I one was spot in, where I got stuck for like 20, 30 seconds too. Yeah. For, for me, it was just like... Because I, I, I built it like... I thought it would be harder in my head. It was, it was always it was like the first like couple of, like Maybe like the second, third hour um where i got stuck where i was like i was thinking okay it's good the puzzles are getting they're easy now but they're gonna gradually get harder and harder Mm -hmm. so i was like overthinking things and i was focusing on one thing too long or focusing on one thing that like but i had to do three things before i got to that thing yeah or like that actually that thing didn't actually matter at all i just i overthought that that was really the only times i got stuck is when i focused on the wrong thing i overthought it yeah um but no this there's a lot of beauty in the way these puzzles come together yeah like once, because like you said, like when you get to something, you don't know what that's for yet. Sometimes, yeah. but then it also starts making sense. Like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> it's just pretty cool. Yeah, the game, but and this it feels good. Like that's one thing I keep on saying, but it just feels good to do that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's some puzzle games that aren't not they're not fun. Like they're just you get really frustrated with them, which is you know that's a different thing. That's gonna be okay too, but this game. It has a really good balance of lots of different things, and and the sound, uh, I would say, sound design is fantastic. Oh, yes, uh, especially this one part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of parts, but this one part in particular. 
like but, later in the game. Yeah. Um, one thing though, the deaths were uh, nearly as, as cool as as Limbo. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't get impaled or die crazy enough uh, nearly as often. Maybe I just didn't die nearly as much, but there's not as crazy many crazy deaths and uh, inside yeah. as there was in Limbo. But yeah, this is uh, definitely uh, game I'm... game of the year contender for me. <laughs> It's up there with Doom and Uncharted 4. Oh, wow. It's so high I ranked this game. Yeah. I think it's up there for me, too. Yeah. I always, like, I'm still, yeah. It lets stuff sink in. But, yeah, it's, it's without a doubt, up there. Mm. But that's that's what I've been playing. So. All right, so, Justin, what have you been playing other than uh, <laughs> Inside? Okay. Well, I'm a little rusty here. I haven't been here for a couple weeks, I think, and... Uh, well, one game I've been playing for the 3DS is uh, Kirby, uh, Planet Robobot. Yep. And it's, if you played a Kirby game, you know, you you know what you do. You suck in enemies' abilities and you turn into them. And uh, it's, it's actually what's really unique about Kirby, among other things, too. But it's, I'm trying to think of, like, this game, I loved, uh, well, the one that came before this game was... Uh, Kirby. One for 3DS? Yes. I'm so sorry. Uh, Kirby Dribble Deluxe. Triple Deluxe. And I and that was fantastic. Yes, it was. And I like this game more than Triple Deluxe. Really? Hmm. Yes. Uh, it is one of the best looking 3DS games in my opinion. It uses the same engine uh, as that same as as that game. And uh, like what really makes this game uh, stand out from that game is just kind of being like a sequel to that and like this kind of same thing going through different worlds is mm-hmm. like the title <laughs> uh, Robobot uh, like what's so cool is you can turn into uh, Kirby goes inside this giant mech suit like randomly inside levels and uh, and when you suck up somebody in the mech suit yeah like just seeing what that ability used to do and what it does now in this huge mech suit is so interesting and fun to use. Oh. And it, it is actually really cool and it, and it uh, there's things in the levels that you that now you can actually do things with, interact with, now that you have the the mech suit on or like a certain enemy that you sucked up. Usually it's set up pretty well like so there'll be this certain enemy in the area where you can actually use it. Like it's it's kind of like and it almost seems like Every level kind of like wants you to use, oh, the specific uh, weapon enemy in that level. Like it kind of takes you on a tour through all of them to show you like all the different things it can do, mm. and that it's really fun. And uh, he he runs fast, uh, picks up stuff like really really heavy. It, it's 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 weird. It's like he it it goes from like a Kirby game to in a way kind of like Mega Man, but you're, <laughs> you're like gigantic. And fast, and uh, I'm trying to think of what else it reminds me of. Like this, just being able to like plow through crap like it's nothing all of a sudden. But you're so not used to that, being a little floaty, like being Kirby, giant Yoshi, and Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, it, yeah, it's similar. It's similar to that. It's like the, the sound effects and the way it looks. Like the animations are so cool. Uh, and I played on 3D the whole time, and it was awesome. There was a couple like frame rate drops and stuff with like a lot of stuff going on. But it looks really good in 3D. Like, much better than it does, like, without it. But, uh... Uh... Oh. 
the the coolest thing about this game is the to me is the bosses. The bosses are like to me like every single one except for some of the sub like the mini bosses, which are just like big characters you can actually just like suck up their ability yeah. and use that. Uh, the the main bosses though of each world were fantastic, fun, uh, unique. Uh, the last boss in the game. No spoilers. It's no. like <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say what it, what it is. But let's just, I'm just going to say this, uh, like a riddle, but you won't get it, hopefully. Uh, it's, it, it reminds me of another game that's a Nintendo game, but it's not Kirby, and it's like a really good in-boss to this, this game. Huh. But it's in Kirby. It's it's crazy. It's it's like a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's pretty epic, I will say that. Well, you know... It's an epic last boss. When you say that, you know, it just kind of reminds me of, like, Triple Deluxe and stuff. Because when I went through Triple Deluxe, I got every single medal inside each world, inside each level and stuff. And the final boss of that, I thought, was really not so reminiscent to, like, Kirby games as well. Because you always expect the final boss to be a little bit of a pushover. (laughs) But, uh, no. Man. That ended up becoming one of my favorite Kirby games because of that. Because the difficulty, like... It gradually got harder after I got all the medals and started doing the boss battles towards the end of the game, you know? <laughs> I will say that about this game, it is a little... It is on the easier side yeah. of Triple Deluxe, but it's, it's still it's still fun. There was only a few times where I felt like it was... Like I was kind of running through this level. But besides that, it was actually really good. I'm glad that I picked it up and checked it out. Oh, that sounds awesome, though. I can't wait to yeah. play a little bit of that game when I get around to it, you know? Oh, there's a bunch of extra stuff you unlock after you beat it, too. Extra modes and stuff. Like, I did, like, a, the boss... There's, like, a boss boss rush mode. And I actually got a really good score on that. Oh, cool. I can't remember what it was. It was cool. I was like, oh... I actually got to the end and everything. And I failed, though. So I guess <laughs> I didn't beat that. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind! I was gonna get a good score. But, uh... Then I played, okay, Resident Evil 1 Remastered. No, the Resident Evil 1 Remake HD'd, <laughs> I guess. Remastered mm-hmm. for the PS4. Uh, I, I had to play this game. I've been waiting for a while. I kind of afford to get a little cheaper. I've played through this game so many times on the GameCube. Like it's, I've probably put more into that game than like lots of right. on the GameCube. Uh, I, as uh, Tyler noticed and a couple other people noticed... I played this game on easy or very easy. Was very, I, I don't remember which one it was. It was very easy. Was it very easy? There, oh, there's God. also an easy option, and you, you did not get the trophy for it. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I played this game on very easy. I am ashamed, but at the same time... You should. I know what this game insists of. I beat it so many times on, like, regular, and I actually tried it on hard a few times. Like, I know how to beat this game. But, like, I'm not playing this for the first time. I just want to go back and kind of reminisce this game. So I kind of took the Resident Evil 1 tour. (laughs) I ended it with, like, 30 first aid sprays. Like, I only died, like, I don't think I died once. (laughs) Maybe once. It was was bad. But it it was a lot of fun playing through. And uh, this game holds up beautifully. I was super impressed. Uh, go get that game if you're a fan of that game at all. Okay, next one here. Resident <laughs> Evil 6. It was already HD. Yeah. But then it's HD'd again. 
They just released. They actually said they were released. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. This this game, uh, like Tyler was talking about Resident Evil Five. Uh, he thought it was better than it was a little bit. This game was like uh, I didn't think it was that good, even when I'm putting it up in my mind. Like, oh, there's something. There's something about this game I want to go back to. There's something here. No. It's way worse than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> On every level. Uh, yeah. There's this one part where... This is going to tell you one bad story here. You're walking... You know, I'm on Leon's uh, campaign. I only played this game for about an hour and a half. I'm walking past the elevator. And I'm like with this this guy we found. He's like, my daughter's in here somewhere. <laughs> and like we're walking by elevator like... Oh, there's... Like Leon's like, oh... There's an elevator we gotta take later, probably. He said something like that. <laughs> we'll have to use that to get out of here. Like, and everyone acknowledges that he said that. Then you go back, you can't use it yet, the power is not on. You go back down this hallway, you find his daughter, and she, like, the cutscene comes in, and she's got, like, blood all over her crotch. What? And I don't know why. <laughs> it's like she had, like, I don't know what's happening. But she wasn't even a, a I don't know. Justin, did I need to tell you about the miracle of childbirth? Yeah, how, how that whole thing works. I don't think I, I, I feel stop like I have to because uh, her pants were soaked on her front and her butt of this blood, and nowhere else on her body, Obviously except for like around her mouth a little bit. I was like, "What is going on?" Like they had to have known. Like that was weird, kind of. But uh, yeah, so that happened, and then we're walking back with the daughter and the guy, and then like there's this things like we got to get to the parking garage, and then Leon goes. I wonder if there's an elevator around here somewhere. Oh, and then I was like, God. I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> the dialogue of all things is the it, thing that did to you. Just the nonsensical... The dialogue in the first one was much better. Even though it wasn't that good, it made sense Where's a little bit. Barry? Where's Barry? It was just badly timed. It made sense, though. <laughs> but this, oh, this elevator shit, I literally said... I said to the PS4, I said... I'm going to push eject on you. And then, uh, I put that thing in the mailbox from Gamefly, and I'm never going to touch it again. And then like Justin took a look at his PS4, and was like, Oh, <laughs> you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, then going past that horrible nuance of a game, Resident Evil 7 demo, you guys talked about last mm. week. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting. It was very fun. I think they just figured out what to do with the finger. Someone figured it out. <laughs> Did they, so, I, I saw yesterday there was a headline saying people were getting pissed about it. Or well, Capcom came out and said there is a reason for it. Oh, that's what it was. People were getting mad about because they can't figure it out that's yet. funny. Fingerprints. Yeah. So I'm probably going to go back to that game. I like it. It's fun. It's interesting. It's like PT. No, what you got to do is you got to go. You got to find the <laughs> corpse of Prince. You got to put in, like a finger in it. And then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, last but least. Real quick, before we move on. Yep. Uh, we were talking about most anticipated games really. I forgot to mention. Are you, uh, maybe you didn't forget to mention. Resident Evil 4. HD. HD. Are you interested in Resident Evil 4? It's supposed to come out this fall. That's, it's crazy. Like, I love that game. I might have to pick it up. But I, I beat the Wii one recently. Like, not real recently. Like, probably five, six years ago. <laughs> um, I guess it's not really recent, but. I've been thinking so many times. Me too. I might end up picking it up. And if I don't pick it up, it's not because I don't like the game. It's just because I like... I don't know. 
For some reason, the first one I picked that one up because it's it seems like it's been longer for me since I played that, and I kind of needed. I wanted to go to that mansion again and like have the atmosphere and everything. But uh, I might pick up that that uh, four. They okay. need to do three and two. The old versions just release them, then do like the other stuff if they want to, like because re- they're remaking the second one. Just release Resident Evil Two, Capcom. Could you? <laughs> That's one of my favorite games ever. Just release it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, last and certainly least. Uh, actually, not as bad. I'll say six. six. <laughs> Almost least. Okay. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. I uh, got that from Gamefly as well. Uh, played it actually a uh, half hour less than uh, Reasonable Six. So I beat the first boss and said. <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> to you, to the mailbox. <laughs> it, okay, this this game, as everyone knows, has been a hellhole of things. Uh, <laughs> better than nothing. Better than nothing. And that was a that was a mistranslated quote. I know, but it's still funny. But it is still funny. Uh, <laughs> what you said still wasn't that great. Like an anime fan on still... prom night. Well, the yeah. Oh yeah, that's bad too. Well, to be fair, the the guy at Translate is also his business partner. Oh God! Yeah, and he still he said so. It's not good when your business partner says that same thing. <laughs> right? No, for sure. Like they're on the same page in their head, kind yeah. of. But he says, yeah, totally. Uh, it's like a very. I never beat Mega Man X. Uh, it reminds me of Mega Man X, but not nearly as good in any way. Uh, it kind of has a feel of like stuff going on in the background a, a little bit. Um. The, the way that everything looks, like the cityscape and everything, uh, it's just, it's not very fun. Like, it's it's pretty bland, very bland. It makes you want to go uh, back and play Resident Evil 6, doesn't it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, I thought it would. I, I felt uh, very uncomfortable. He just looks between the two games that he has to play. Okay, Resident Evil 6, Mighty Number no. 9. Plays both. I want to go back to Resident Evil 6. <laughs> it's like... It made me itch all over my body. It's like going over to a friend's house and he pulls, he starts, it's like, hey, I want you to watch this video. And it's a snuff film. Oh. I, I compare what, playing Resident Evil 6 and Mighty Number no. 9 to that same uncomfortableness. You feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be rude, but. Oh, man. So you just kind of let it Then again, he just shows this footage yeah. of him being in these bushes. Those are these two girls, and it gets super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, playing Resident Evil 6 is a huge overstatement. You don't actually play that game. You just like watch videos and like push a button every once in a while. A button will pop up on the screen. You so push bad, it. but yeah, uh, my number nine. Ugh. It's just it's bland and boring. Everything about it, it's just kind of like half-assed. It feels like, um, like it didn't run horrible. It just doesn't look the greatest. I don't know. It's just don't get this game. Especially if you're like a Mega Man fan. <laughs> oh god. Oh oh god. I forgot to tell you about. I saw one cutscene thing with like dialogue, and it was so bad and slow. But like, oh, it was just horrible. It took like I tried clicking through it. It was so bad. I don't want to know what you're saying right now, basically. <laughs> but yeah. Is it safe to say that my number nine is the Resident Evil Six of that Mega Man? Yes. I don't want to say franchise, but world. Yes. Okay. Without a doubt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing. 
Alright, I'm going to go ahead and finish up this little games we've been playing thing by going a little bit into what I've been playing. And uh, I've played some new stuff. I mean, I finally got done with like playing bits of Rocket League and like Yu-Gi-Oh! Like Legacy of Duelist stuff, you know? Because those are usually my go-to games, but I deleted them off my PS4. So it's like, I went forth a few weeks back and I purchased Dark Souls 3. And so, I went ahead and I started the game. I am through the tutorial stuff. I've got past the first, like, the first tutorial boss, pretty much. And you know what? The game isn't exactly that bad. You know, the gameplay of it, I love the gameplay of it. Because everything is so, like, precise, so quick, so smooth and stuff. It's basically how it is, like, with previous sort of games of its type. Where you have your shields, you have your... You have your shields, you have your swords and stuff like that. You gotta recognize enemy patterns and stuff. You gotta really pay attention to it. You gotta pay attention to your surroundings because there may be like a cluster of enemies hidden around a corner somewhere. There could be a ledge where you can jump down. Like if you're really observant, you could look down the cliff or look down like a little jump off ledge or something. You see an enemy that's like his back is facing you and stuff, and you could just jump off, press the R1 button, and just, like, attack him in the air and stuff like that, and just, just kill him before he even has a chance to realize it. Cool. <laughs> Which, that's a new feature, and I love that. <laughs> but, uh, fun. the first major challenge that I had to go through was this, uh, this boss at the end of the tutorial level, which, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy, though, in terms of, like, how the, the boss is. I know both of you probably won't get to Dark Souls three at any time, <laughs> so um, I'll say for one hundred percent for myself, no, not probably. But anyway, possibility for me. So basically, how this first boss is structured, like it's structured as this, like uh, this, this n- sort of like a knight, right, where he's just big and slow and stuff like that, and he has a spear and he does his various attacks. Well, once you whittle down his HP to about half, he trans—he kind of transforms into this fucking demon serpent. Just goes and erupts out of his top portion of his body, and the damn thing is fucking huge. And he tries to swipe at you with his stupid like these snake heads, like you know, like just try to circle around, and do this and do that. And so I died like about three times at this boss, and uh, the first time I kind of under—I kind of like I was like, oh, what the hell? The hell am I gonna tackle this? Then all of a sudden. The second time I started realizing, oh, okay, once he does this particular pattern, I can evade sideways and I can go ahead and attack him. And towards the third time that I went through and tried to beat this guy, I took out his first form, which was now relatively easy because all I had to do was go through, dodge his attacks, because he does like a one-two attack, like synchronized sort of thing where he attacks twice. I can evade both times, I can go in, I can attack him like a couple times, roll back out. It's very strategic what you have to do. That's the thing that may piss off some people. Because if you're not patient and you just want to go and press the hack, like, press the X button or whatever the fuck you want to do and just attack monsters and stuff like that, you get punished severely for that type of shit. Because... This is a game that not only does not hold your hand, but it also it punishes you if you don't abide by the game's rules. <laughs> Which is a big turnoff for some people. But when you get enough time into it and you start realizing what you can do inside the con like the con like 
conflict, you no, know, a combined, no, what the hell am I going to say? In the confinement of the game in and of itself, it starts to get more understandable and it starts to get more enjoyable. And in terms of, say, how you progress through the game, it starts to become very rewarding once you take out that boss that's really hard to you, but it you just feel like you're much more accomplished, like you just try you just triumphantly just conquered something, even though it may be like a footnote in the whole span of this game where it's like there are monsters probably ten or twenty times more powerful than that. But mm-hmm. Stepping stone. It's like a stepping stone sort of way. Kind of similar to how you would play a game like, say, Ghouls and Ghosts or even like Castlevania to an extent where you have to transverse this portion of this like level and stuff like that. But once you get to the end boss, once you get to the boss of that stage or the boss of that particular section, yeah, you're going to die a few times until you realize, okay, I got to scout out this attack pattern. I got to dodge. I got to do this. But what I can say is the game, it really is an interesting looking game. It's very vivid in terms of its gothic art style. A lot of like grays, a lot of like dark colors and stuff like that. It's very atmospheric in terms of how it's grim, like grimness and stuff for like all this Armageddon like fueled like wastelands and stuff like that. Inside other types of games of its type, you get to upgrade... You're, you know, you get the level up, you get to upgrade weapons, like, in this particular section, like, after the tutorial levels, where you can collect a bunch of souls, you can update your character, you can choose between a, one of a different assortment of characters, like, you can choose a knight, you can choose, like, you can choose, like, say, sort of like a, like a thief and stuff, like, sort of like a magician as well, but I don't know the exact, like, names of all of the types, but you have a lot of options that you can do. Personally, I like playing a little bit more as, like, a knight because they have a higher amount of strength, plus the levels are, like, uh, you're already, like, at level 10, I think it is. So it's a little bit stronger. You can progress a little bit easier in terms of the beginning, but uh, you really have to distribute the points inside your character build so that uh, you don't become so weak to the extent where you're just stuck in the middle of the game and you don't know where to go because you fucked up on a build. <laughs> but uh, other than that though, from what I've played of it, it has been enjoyable, but at the other but at the opposite end of the spectrum, it's the type of game where I have to be inside of a specific mood in order to play it. That's the type of game that takes me years in order to try to beat. Because if I'm not feeling like I want to play a game where it just constantly kicks my ass, I put it on the shelf. (laughs) Because I really focus upon games where I can just go through and just enjoy it for what it can be. And once I get around to, like, playing a game, like, multiple times and finally figuring out, oh, that's how I play it. It may be, like, a couple years down the line. (laughs) But... Hopefully, when I do go back to Dark Souls 3 and stuff, it's going to be, I hopefully, it's going to teach me a little bit more about how I can go through and play it a bit better in terms of, like, how to progress further and stuff like that, because the game's good. There's nothing bad I've seen from this game, like, the frame rates are good, the artistry's good, the gameplay is solid and smooth. If anybody's a fan of the Dark Souls series, like the first couple games, oh, go right ahead, buy the third one, man. This thing, I feel, is possibly like a little bit better than, say, Bloodborne. (laughs) But that's just from what I've 
personally have played from Bloodborne, which, you know, I've actually passed a couple sections of that, but I haven't returned to it because of the the load screens after you die and all this other stuff. But, but other than that, though, that's pretty much what I have been playing. <laughs> but uh, as time goes on right here, it's time for us to wrap up a little bit of this episode. <laughs> so, for Twitter... We go by the tag, Gen Gaming Pod. On Facebook, we have our own Facebook group that's dedicated to, like, basically whatever we can think of in terms of gaming, in terms of, like, what we want to share to our friends and stuff like that. So it's Gen Gaming Podcast. On Twitch, we do stream stuff. I know Justin does a lot of it. I do it on occasion, whenever, like, uh, I really feel like I want to share some sort of various gameplays and stuff like that. Gen Gaming Podcast. That's what we are on Twitch. So, until next week, everybody, this has been a wrap-up a wrap up of episode 158. I have been your host, the Jack of Hearts. I was Tyler. I was Justin. And uh, Lisa Spencer, if you're out there, I saw you down in the tunnels. You're still looking good. Uh, give me a call sometime. <laughs> Resident Evil 1. <laughs> Oh god, GG everyone. <laughs> no, I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> but out of spite. Uh, uh like I said, GG everyone. Alan, Alan. Yeah. Letting yeah. that out. Uh. As a matter of fact, gonna edit it in harder. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna edit it out harder. I'm gonna edit it out and then I'm gonna edit it back in. Elisa. And then I'm gonna edit it right back out. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. I shall do the same. We got a brand new collaboration here.